Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Hey guys, well, first things first, let me just get this out of the way and say, thank goodness the election is over and bless the color blue. If anybody needed to know where our political leanings led, there you go. We do want to remind everybody that there is still a lot of work to do. We still have to hold people accountable for things, but it's okay to feel a little bit sigh of relief. Second, on this episode in particular, I apologize for some of the audio issues. Uh, I have no idea what was happening this day. And I did have to re-record a couple of of my lines because for some reason the mic didn't pick up half of what I was saying, so I'm so sorry. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, and mentions of genocide. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, The cracks grow wider, and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror, and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds, and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds, and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds. And now it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. Shanks' office. I got a sneaking suspicion that that man is still fucking awake. So you get to his office and you see lantern light underneath the door. What do you do? I'm an asshole. So I cast Dock Step <laughs> and just appear in his office. <laughs> you know, it's his own goddamn fault for hiring us, seriously. So you appear in his office just holding two cups of coffee in the middle of him taking a sip of coffee and he sees you suddenly appear and he splutters, coughs, drops his current cup which shatters on the floor as he like (laughs) spends 
a good three seconds, like, pawing at his side for some kind of gun before recognizing that it's you. <laughs> Tally, what, what the fuck? Sorry, I had my hands full. <laughs> you never heard a knocking? Well, I did, but I had my hands full. Here, I have one to replace that. And I put a cup of coffee in front of him. He looks at the coffee. I'll have you know I am thoroughly annoyed as he picks up the coffee. <laughs> uh, well, since I can't sleep, I'll offer to uh, to make amends. Do you need any help with paperwork? Not that uh, I know exactly what to do, but I'm sure, I'm sure you can just tell me what to say. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, now this... uh. New order from Top Brass. Got me filling out all sorts of unpleasantries. Nothing we need to worry about? I was gonna wait, but you're here now. So you got chairs in front of his desk? Yeah. Okay, uh, I sit down. He sits down. He picks up a piece of paper. By order of Lord Mayor Gallen Van Alden III, hereby disbands the organization known as the Dead Man's Promise. What? All funds and assets shall be turned over to the government of Airpac to be used in the formation of the new air pack militia. Militia? For fucking what? Honestly, I don't know. When does the order go down? End of the week. Is there any way to stop it? <laughs> no. He sits down the paper. I've been fighting against this for three years now. Three years he's been wanting to disband the, the DMP? Pretty much ever since he got into office. It's been one of his uh, ambitions to reinstate the military. What for? It's not like we're at war or anything. I don't know. Doesn't matter anyway. Because it can't, at least. Not legally, anyway. It's the uh, Confederacy Accord. What is that again? I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, mortal politics and such. <laughs> Never really. The more you can stay out of them, the better. That's for goddamn sure. The Confederacy. The districts. The, yeah. the, the various districts. Basically, the Accord states that we don't fuck with each other. But if one big thing from outside comes and fucks with us... We'll all go and help. Fair enough, I suppose. Van Alden's been uh, trying to push for reinstating the military, but according to the Accord, no district can have a standing military. So he's forming a regulated militia. And who does he expect to be in this regulated militia? <sighs> he flips through a sack of papers pulls out one and slaps it down. Order number 124. 
all essential DMP personnel are to consider themselves members of the voluntary militia. Heh. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. I myself will be uh, joining. You're gonna join the militia? Have to. Why? Gotta make sure they don't fuck it up, that's why. Someone's gotta have their head on their shoulders. Are you still holding the same position as captain? Hmm. Doubtful. Or, rather, I might hold the same position, but within the military, <laughs> captain ain't that high on the ranks. I don't fucking like it. <laughs> Nobody does. Who knows? Two people in this room. But there's a couple of people that have been seeing the signs coming. Those that uh, keep more involved in mortal politics. We'll make it through. I suppose. I don't understand civilization. <laughs> For folks in cities, everything's got to be in a box. Even if it's weird, if it can be weird inside its own box, most people are fine with it. So moments that weird starts creeping out of its box that people start to mind. I don't fit in no fucking box. Exactly why I ask you to not join. Not that I figured you would join anyway. I don't usually get along with the... Uh... <laughs> I'm not good at taking orders. Yeah, no, I, I caught that. I'm just trying to imagine you in a uniform saying, yes, sir, no, sir. <laughs> I gladly do that with my gun in someone's face. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, you wouldn't last two seconds. I'm a little too hot to handle for the military. Mm. Nope. Uh, Looks like, uh, it's back to bounty hunting for the two of you. Well, I've got one big one we still gotta track down. Leroy Brown. <sighs> Piece of shit. I knew we weren't gonna find him back in Dust Town. Yeah, well. Any ideas to where he's headed? Not yet. Chief Constable said that she would keep me informed of what information they've got, and any vines I could shake may or may not pan out. Say as good people. I like her. Even though I don't know if she likes us. <laughs> you walked into her office Boldface told her that you had committed around five felonies, any of which worthy of hanging. Okay, you know what? At the time, it seemed like a good idea to be on the same page, but looking back on it, yeah, I totally understand. And you're still breathing. So she does like me. <laughs> As always, that. Maybe I should buy her a drink or something. Oh, please. That woman can drink anybody under a table. Challenge accepted. 
I think Celine has a plan to get you drunk at one point. Ugh. She wants a promotion. I don't know if that one even exists, but... Well, hey, tell her to join the new militia. Oh, God. You think I wouldn't last <laughs> two seconds? Just think about what Celine would do. She'd have her commanding officer looking around for a voice in their head. And then if you stare at her too long enough, her face will suddenly shift. For only a split second. That woman fucks with your head. Yeah, I know. Also that, uh... That ability to raise the dead. Right. I was gonna ask you about that. She's the only one that you've seen do that? I've seen some weird things. Hell, you saw Slog. That, he was interesting. Um, nice. Bramble says if you can understand him, he's actually quite a pleasant conversationalist. I believe it. That ability. They'd take her away, Talia. Who? Top brass. Over my dead fucking body. I've seen it once before. With another cleric? He wasn't a cleric. Couldn't bring people back from the dead. He had a way of... Unerringly seeing into the future. Being able to... Open gateways, he would call them. Gateways, mirrors, windows. Into points in the future. Or the past. Or somewhere else in the present. Get a little peek at what was happening. Only person I ever knew who could. And what happened? We were working on taking down a fairly big smuggling ring. They were bringing up all sorts of illegal things. Some coming in from District 2, some from District 3. It was big enough that Top Brass got involved. Helped with some organization. Coordinating efforts with people here and in the other districts. Elijah was his name. We needed quick info on what was happening or what what could happen. Did it without thinking. Opened up a glimpse into the future. Saw that where we were positioned was the wrong place to be. That if we didn't move that the troop we were tracking was going to come right down on top of us. <laughs> You think you've seen everything until you see a friend look into his own dead face. We moved positions and were able to get the jump on the troop we were tracking. We wrapped up our business. We were supposed to meet up for a drink. It never showed. Not odd. Then I didn't hear from him for a week. That was odd. So I went looking. His house, empty. And he had a wife and kid. No sign of any of them. No note. No letter. Just a clean, swept, empty house. How did you figure out it was top brass? I did some digging. And more digging. 
did some things I'm not proud of. But I found out. I found out he was dead. Family too. I found one of his jailers and interrogated him. And? He did as he was asked for a while. Showing things that could happen. Showing things that were happening. Then one day, he clammed up. Wouldn't show nobody nothing. They pressed him for information and he looked that God dead in the eyes and said, I've looked multiple times. No matter how many times I show you what you want, I'm still gonna end up dead. His family. The gods said they tried that first. I'm not letting that happen to Celine. Don't you dare let it. And this is why I have to stay. I don't like it, James. <laughs> I don't like it either. But I've been playing this game long enough to know that as long as we got one piece on the board, we can turn the game around. I'll have to take your word for it. Odds were never really in my favor to begin with. I think I just got lucky. Sometimes we need a bit of luck. I'm wondering when it's gonna run out, though. Ah, uh, hell. He stands up from the desk, goes over to the bookcase, opens it up, and inside, along with the uh, secret compartment, mm -hmm. there's also a cabinet inside where he pulls out a bottle filled with a golden liquid and a couple glasses. Oh, my hero. <sighs> Comes and sits down, pours. Well, a good few months, I suppose. <laughs> Started off pretty interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know if interesting is the word I'd say for it, but... It was eventful. Yeah, I drank to that. So what do you need help with? Oh, crap. He just takes half the stack. Just, uh... He just scribbles kind of like a loopy thing on one of them. Mm -hmm. Close to that as he can. Do I need to write? Do I need to read it? Nope. She'll, she'll try. Yeah. <laughs> just make pretty loops on the paper. <laughs> Well, it might look like you were drunk, but... Uh, working on it. <laughs> like I said, I think Celine wants to try and get you drunk. <laughs> well. This goes in silence for a little bit, just signing mm -hmm. and drinking. At one point she stops. So who's you packed with? Sorry? Daddy lifts a brow. I'm just curious. Not like you need to tell me. Good. No, oh, you're gonna be an asshole about it, I see. You are a warlock, correct? He looks you, like, dead in the eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Can I roll insight? Yeah. At advantage, because I know he's fucking fine. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> 19. He is lying. But you could not tell that by his face. How can I tell? Mostly because of what you've seen. Got it. You know he is lying. He is telling you straight to your face that he has no idea what you're talking about. It's just you cast... A spell that I know. A couple, actually. You also summon your gun the same way I do. Let me rephrase. I can't know what you're talking about. Ah. So that's a lot simpler than saying you don't. <clears throat> don't. Don't get me wrong, everybody's got secrets. I've got quite a few. Wolf knows you've got some. Yep. Got a few. Including the fact that you seem to know your way around the Nasi headquarters a little bit too well. You've seen my collection. I have. You know, there's a lot of information in those books. Talia's face drops that smile and she kind of just looks at him. There isn't a map, James. So which part was the lie? Part about your parents? Get smuggling you out? Not your parents, was it? Alright, you want the truth? Fine. Truth can be handy. It wasn't my father. It was me. I was a part of... I was a part of that. I've done things I'm not proud of, Talia. But there's also things that I'm ashamed of. And every single one of those things I did while being a part of that insane group of madmen. When do you leave? Not soon enough, but... Shakes his head. <sighs> I've already lied, you're not gonna believe me. Try me. I did a report, been following some signs of a group of unnaturals, as we called it, gathering intel, figuring when 
they'd be weak, figuring when they'd be ready for cleansing. Done it with several groups. Most of them up to that point had been groups on the move. Some that did some actual harm along the way. Not this group. They were secluded in their own location. Not a threat to anybody. I ran the report detailing how many, how many capable of fighting, when they'd be at the weakest, when they'd have their guard down. And then those three idiots came back grinning and smiling, congratulating me on the effectiveness of my report. I was stunned, appalled. What do you think we were going to do with that report? I want a threat. <laughs> they were doing nothing. No, we want. Their mere existence is a threat and an affront to the natural. So I left. He didn't recognize you. Neither did she. Nope. I'm guessing you weren't known as James Wilde, Danny. Shakes his head. I looked a bit different. Different name. Different face. <sighs> and then. And then. You walked into my office. This is going to sound like the stupidest thing. Try me. I recognized you. I think I got the information for those reports sitting behind a desk. Had been to your village a couple times. You came to the trading post. Nods. Sold some silk at a price better than anybody else coming through the area. Got me close enough to get a good look around. And then this little girl came up and asked if she could just feel a piece. See how soft it was. You've changed a lot since then, but those eyes of yours. I don't know if I remember. 
You're pretty young. I remember the silk. But I don't remember your face. I used to hang out at the trading post a lot. A lot of the kids did. And I walked into this office and told you everything. That day I could not believe what walked through my door, Talia. You came in and told me everything I already knew. Except you told me that you were hot on that trail yourself. And here I was sitting with nods over to the open passage. All that. Given what I just told you, I understand if you want to leave this office and never see me again. Now, if there's one thing I fucking can't stand is people assuming they know exactly what's going on in my fucking head. He, this entire time, he like has not been making eye contact of any kind. Mm. At that, he he looks up. She's got a serious look on her face, but it's doing that one eyebrow raise thing, looking at you like you're a fucking idiot. What? <laughs> I spent 19 years looking for the people that did this to my family. 19 years. Within the last few months, they started peeking out from under their holes. And little by little, I started getting bits and pieces. Then right before we take on a big job, we happened to piss somebody in the DMP off. Like, hardcore. In the crossroads. Oh boy. I think he was trying to get us arrested too. But, uh, magical doorways tend not to be visible to those not looking for them. So the next stop we make in Ubendale, figure might want to not be on the DMP's bad side. Bad for business. And somehow, I get talked into joining. And I'm not quite sure how he did that. Remember the next time I'm in Ubendale to punch him. And then we get caught up in this whole Victoria Gresham nonsense. And it's back and forth and all over the district just trying to track her down. But in the back of my mind, even though I'm throwing around this brand new shiny DMP badge, keep wondering how long it's gonna last. Because people like me don't work well with others. And the reason why they don't work well with others is because of what we are. I think I even asked him that. Who? Joshua. You know, the one that tricked us into joining the DMP. And I'm gonna punch him. 
I even asked him how the DMP feel about having a lichen in their midst. And of course, the story he told me was pretty convincing, so... But at the back of your mind, you always wonder. Just because one person is uh, decent enough to look past all that nonsense, the rest of them go on to. And then we walk into the chief constable's office. And there's a man there. And we get told that he's technically our boss. Takes us back to his office. And sight unseen shows us all of that crap that he's hiding in a secret room. The Reaper and the Wanderer and White have a reputation. That reputation is not exactly one of mind and authority. But a man brought us into his office and without really knowing us, offered us far more trust than we would have been able to deserve. I don't know who that man was that came to my village and wrote that report. Never met him. Frankly, I don't care to. However, I have met Captain James Wilde, and I trust him. And I guess I sort of have to like him, because he technically is my boss. At least till the end of the week, right? Right. Talia. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's over with. For what it's worth. Oh, are you going to be okay on your own in the military? <laughs> uh, yes. And, but I'm not going to be alone. Good. Who's staying with you? I suspect a few DMP members will join up. Most of them I wouldn't want to associate with. But... Any of them some of the assholes that wanted to take the bounty out on us? <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you. Can I get their names? <laughs> I, uh, I, I promise I won't hurt them too badly. Well, it's funny you mentioned that fill in at the crossroads. For fucking real. <laughs> Nods. His name is Dalton. He uh, He's one of the desk jockeys that tends to move around a lot. So a uh, good luck finding him. Oh, I have my ways. <laughs> The uh, other fella out of Vilvale. Goddamn name escaping me. Human fella. Kind of sandy brown hair. Uh, I know you know him. He uh, led uh, some DMP out to try and hunt down the Red Tree Gang. I remember that report coming in. That asshole? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm pissed. I went out of my way to be nice to him. Well, um, apparently it wasn't appreciated or reciprocated. I mean, granted, it was 500,000 gold pieces. Surprised Marla didn't want in on it. <laughs> I mean, I was going to leave her name out, but since you brought her up. <laughs> you know, I'm not shocked. Those assholes cheated me out of at least six corpses, I'm just saying. <laughs> Seriously, we were on that train that got robbed. Goddamn took care of two carts. At least. And then, they, and then they told whoa, me. Whoa, 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 back, back, back it up. You were on the train. Yeah, I was on the goddamn train when it got robbed. Those motherfuckers. I, you know, I thought that report painted them as handling that situation rather... Let's just say the DMP report out of Villavale did not reflect the fact that you two were on the train. Is that so? Yeah, we were on the fucking train. <laughs> well, must have just missed you. You were on the train? Was a couple cars towards the back. Train came to a stop. I was on my way up. I had come up through the cargo cart, took out a couple of idiots that were harassing some folks. Wait, you came up from the cargo cart? Yeah, came up from the cargo cart, took care of a couple of fools, then heard some more shots coming from behind me, and headed back the way I came. Kylie, like, starts, like, counting the air like she's trying to, like, mentally picture something. One, two. Did you make their heads explode? <laughs> I, I'm one, yeah. Uh, I was really on point that day. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, we were literally right behind you. <laughs> Wait. Well, our car, it came to a stop. Right. And just as I was informing Celine that we might have trouble and I'm getting my guns, like, ready, three idiots come in behind us, or in front of us. I don't know. The train seats were weird. Anyway, they're coming in. And, you know, the whole, you know, everybody just stay calm, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I have no time for that, so I shot them. <laughs> um, so we took care of them. Then thinking they might be heading towards the back and still hearing shots, we kept moving down. While we were in the next cart over, shooting those guys. While we were dealing with that car, I happened to notice that the car just beyond that, red blood spray over the window. Like someone's head just poof. Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, one of the passengers even informed us that he had gone out that way in a hurry when we asked who did that. Yeah. I came in, uh, saw two individuals harassing people in the car I was in, and one coming from the car ahead. It was a straight shot right down the aisle. Yeah, we took care of at least two cars, plus 
the the idiot that was robbing the yeah the cargo. Right. So I, having come up through the cargo car, taking care of the three idiots in that one car, hearing gunshots behind, head on back. I go back through the cargo car, back into a car that I thought I had cleared. Some punk ass idiot, from what I could tell later, not associated or affiliated with anything else going on, decided it'd be good in that moment to try and hold up the rich looking fella three cars back, thinking he could get away with it in all the confusion. Wow. We went back through the cars and I got all the weapons thinking, you know, that would, since we still had like an hour or so to get there. Almost half the day, I think. And I had evidence that I'd been the one to, you know, my normal method. We still have passengers on the car. I didn't think that would go over too well. Oh, yeah. And I took it to the goddamn constable. The goddamn constable said there's no proof. No proof because you weren't included on any of the reports. Yeah, I'm getting there now. <laughs> I'm gonna go blow up that station, James. <laughs> Wait till the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that little nosy rat little fucker. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> Again, end of the week, please. End of the week, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a turd. What an absolute turd. <laughs> I'm just amused that you were on the damn train. <laughs> Had to have been within, what, 30 feet of each other? Less? Shooting people? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we do it so well together, I mean. God, I don't know what to do now, James. Go back to bounty hunting. I don't know. You got two kids. I know. I mean, that's all I know how to do. I just, since we joined, I felt like we were doing something. Something good. Something worthwhile. Something more. <laughs> Why do you think I joined? <laughs> I joined, clawed my way into my predecessor's good graces enough that he named me successor before he passed on. They gave me proud of you? No. Why? <laughs> oh, you'd have to know him. <laughs> uh, old bastard. I once saw him look at a dog that was starving. It was begging something pitiful. And uh, he looked down at it and said, Sorry, dog, but if you die, that means someone on the street gets to eat you. Wow. Yeah. He was a right bastard. Sounds like it. You know, funny thing is, though, I could have swore I saw that dog the next week looking healthy as a horse. good for a while, I suppose. It lasted as long as it could. 
the hell. Even places as far out as Crankshaft are getting their own constable stations now. That is true. DMP was meant to enforce the law where the law couldn't reach. The law's reach seems to extend further with every passing week. I hear they're getting ready to give, uh, extending the railroad another try. So where? All points. Like, all cities? Close to. Big project I heard rumor of was connecting Airpike and, uh, Capital District 2. Well, it's getting smaller then. Passing by the airship docks the other day on business. <laughs> that face you make, that's something funny. Airships. I'm building a few more. My papa used to tell me the world is a weird and wild place. Seems like it's getting less wild and <laughs> more weird. Yeah, but not in a good way. I don't know. I'm not good at civilization to begin with. I know what you mean. It's taming, controlling. Yeah, that kind of rolls her shoulders. Every time around the full moon, I always feel like my skin is just a little too small for me. That's usually how I feel these days. Like there's just so much around. I can't. There's just so much. I've gotten close to a lot of people in Airpike, but I'm not ashamed to say as soon as we leave it, I actually, like, I have a sigh of relief. Like, the noise stops. Things calm down, and... Of course, then all you're left with is your thoughts. And those haven't exactly been... kind. In nods. Well, you'll be heading out of the city soon, won't you? After old Brown. Sort of, yeah. I've got to get things with my kids squared away. Mm. I'm not leaving them in Blue Peak. Bastards. I want to see about a couple of things from Ernest, but eventually... We'll make our way out of Brown. We'll see if there's any information that the Chief Constable can get before we head off in a direction. Mm. Well, sounds like a plan. At least a start of one. Do you ever sleep? Nope. I bet, I bet I didn't help by giving you coffee today. <laughs> didn't hurt none either. You head on to bed. Now I'm gonna finish up here. Alright. 
By the way, you just finish up. There's still like the majority of the paperwork left. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these sort of look like yours. Ah, eh, good enough. I don't know. Writing is not my um. Writing or reading, not my strong suit. Well, just be glad you didn't have to read through these. Yeah, I think I, I'll skip that bit. If you do need any help, just knock. Will do. You have a good night, Captain. Good night, Talia. I used the door this time. <laughs> okay. And I take my cup, but... Rub my eye a little bit. But I eventually head back. Mm -hmm. Try to get some sleep. Nightmares are creeping in. Mostly that kid. But I think I eventually get to sleep. And if that motherfucker is still there when I would get up. Oh my god, really? I'm gonna scare his ass again. Okay. But this time, it's like, she's like right behind his desk. He's like leaning over a little bit. He stops signing papers for a second. Slowly turns and looks at you. Can I help you? Did you sleep? Can't. Too much to do. She grabs him by like the back of his neck. Mm-hmm like, the back of his collar, mm -hmm. and, like, literally drags him down the hall. <laughs> Come on! Makes him go into her house so she can make the breakfast. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Fey Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, and you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We'll also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public does. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DM and player notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.